I'm recording now. Same. <clears throat> All right. Three. <sighs> the human torch was denied a bank loan. The arsonist has oddly shaped feet. All right. Uh, anyway, three, two, one. everyone it's brandon and jesse and this is the box office bomb squad this is where we'll break down some of the biggest bombs to ever hit theaters and today's bomb is joss whedon's cut of justice league right okay yeah here's the thing um see i'm afraid of bugs and um guns and obnoxiously tall people and murder and i can't be here it's really cool you guys seem ready to do battle and stuff but Full transparency, I've never done battle. I've just pushed some people and run away. Save one. What? Save one person. Uh, which one? Don't talk, don't fight. Get in, get one out. And, and then? You'll know. Okay. All right, so... Uh, <clears throat> I love that line, by the way. That's one of the few Joss Whedon changes that I was like, okay, this is good. This like little bit of inspiration here from Batman yeah. uh, because it kind of gives you an insight of how he feels where it's like, trust me, once you save a life, you realize how important this all is. And so I was like, oh, I actually like that line of dialogue. Granted, and we'll talk about this and we'll go into this as we're going to have a whole thing about it. Uh, I God, that flash is insufferable. <laughs> I just... <laughs> okay. everything he says annoys me i don't know and we, so here's the funny thing right so we'll do what we always do this is another one of those cases where i'm going to tell you how this movie made double its budget because the budget was 300 million it made 657 million or something like that now those numbers are skewed because the break-even point was declared to be 750 million right now, a lot of people out there are going to go, the break-even point is more than double the budget, which is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. But you got to imagine how the stars in this film, the amount of deals that everyone had to, uh, to sign, the insane marketing budget. This was everywhere. This, this was one of those movies that you could not escape seeing a, uh, somewhere. And this is one of the most expensive films ever made. And because of that, it's become a huge flop. Um, even though anyone out there, anyone out there would say, Oh, it made this much money. How is it a flop? In the end, it looks like it cost Warner brothers just about $60 million, which isn't much. Um, but more than that, it, it, where it really flopped was the effect it was going to have on future films of this franchise. Uh, Batman V Superman started, started it off poorly. This did not help. Uh, we went into Aquaman, which has mixed reviews, although it's a decent film. We go into wonder woman, which was a good film with a terrible ending. Um, and we're going to be going into the flash stuff and everything like that, but we've already seen what happens and again, this is about the Joss Whedon version of the movie. That doesn't mean we're not going to talk about the uh, Zack Snyder version. We're almost going to have to talk about it in 
just because, you know, it's one of those things. Plus, it's a really good uh, mirror to hold this movie up against. Anyway, with all that being said, and you understand now where we're standing on this film as far as a budget goes, it did lose money. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. All right. So uh, we'll start out with Zack Snyder. Let's talk about him a little bit. Zack Snyder, he's got a fan base. Boy, does he have a fan base. And if you bad talk something that Snyder has done, his fan base will come at you hot and heavy. Um, I'm not a huge Snyder fan. Uh, I like 300, sure. I don't think Sucker Punch is the mess that people make it out to be. I think Alice of Ghoul is actually decent. So there are Zack Snyder things, Watchmen, things like that, that I do enjoy. Um, with that being said, I do not feel he was ever the correct choice for a Justice League film. Why they decided to do this dark and dreary world for these characters is very odd to me. I understand that this is a polar opposite of how Marvel handles things, but in the comics, this is backwards. <clears throat> Marvel is very dark very grounded their characters have real problems tony stark is an alcoholic uh hulk has you know the anger issues things like that they have real world issues where dc has always been very vibrant and bright and a signal of hope sure. the 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 best way to put this is the whole entire idea of this movie being bastardized as much as it was while snyder walked away to deal with the death of his daughter, by the way. Oh, I didn't know is, that. Yeah, his daughter passed away uh, very young. He stepped away to deal with all that, and they brought in Joss Whedon and another guy who is un unimportant to do rewrites and punch things up and add jokes and make it more whatever, and that's what we, we got this. Uh, I believe full-heartedly that if we would have gotten Zack Snyder's original vision – and it would have been two movies where that's what the Justice League four-hour film became. And again, that's not exactly what he had planned because he had to reuse scenes that he didn't originally want. He wasn't able to film entire scenes because he couldn't get the actors back. So that was the best he could do with what he had. But that version of it is a good example of what, uh, what this movie could have been. Anyway, small rant aside, I just kind of wanted to point out the fact that I uh, I am viewing this film from the view that this was mostly Whedon choices, and that's where we are with a lot of this. Um, How far into the production did this uh, switchover happen? I, I couldn't find that information. So there's some mixed reviews. I've seen it as little as 20% in and as far as 60% in. So uh, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I would say about halfway would be probably the safe bet to go with just because it's right in the middle of those two numbers. Sure. Um, and, and what does that mean? You know, 20% in, does that include post and pre-production or is that just the directing itself? You know, like, that's kind of where we are with it. We've never really gotten clear answers. Uh, when you watch the four-hour version of Justice League that is Zack Snyder's Justice League compared to this, which I watched them back-to-back, -back, um, you I definitely see things that were different. 
I I want to watch Zack Snyder's version um, now, but I, yeah. I I did not have time to watch that one. Well, I don't want to spoil anything for you because I definitely think you should see it. But the biggest crime that's committed is the complete bastardization of Cyborg, uh, and Joss, or well, and, and we'll start with was and Zack Snyder's Justice League. Cyborg is sort of the main character. He's this kid that's thrown into this world where these gods exist. Um, he is the most human of them. He is the most normal. Uh, he has a great arc where uh, he loses something and we kind of grow with him as far as watching what that means to him and what it means to the other members because all the other members have lost things as well. And it's sort of the defining characteristic of these people. Um the idea of fathers and mothers, just parents in general, not necessarily biological, but the idea of parents is incredibly important in the Snyder cut, which does make sense because, you know, even if that wasn't his original view of it, when he went back, he probably had, you know, parenthood on the mind. He just dealt with a huge trauma that most people never have to work, you know, deal with that is unimaginable the pain you felt due to this. And some of that probably carried over into what he had created. Now, I don't want to get into the Snyder stuff much more. I just wanted people to understand that I do like the Snyder cut considerably more than the Whedon cut. So this, the rest of this is going to be notes about the Whedon cut and in references to it and not to the original. So if someone's like, Oh, but in that version, cause there's people that love this movie as much as they do the Whedon cut or the Snyder cut. And They'll try to defend it. We're not doing that here. <laughs> <laughs> you dig it? All right. I dig it. All right, good. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, <clears throat> that being said, uh, I didn't count the amount of slow-mo shots in the Snyder Cut because that would have been insane, but I will tell you there were 13 separate slow-mo shots in this movie. There's Which a is lot of snow, slow mo. Ridiculous. Yeah. And that's one of Snyder's big things. But, oh uh, boy. Where do we start? Where do you want to start with this? Oh, there's so much. <laughs> let's start with the CGI stash situation. <laughs> yeah. Let, that that uh, starts off the movie so uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, so, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Henry Cavill had a mustache. For Mission Impossible, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And didn't he want wasn't to shave, it to shave off. the mustache. He yeah. wasn't allowed to. Oh, he wasn't allowed to. Yeah. Okay. Um, so because of that, they had to put a CGI upper lip on him. And you've heard the phrase stiff upper lip. Well, this is the literal. <laughs> so what's crazy to me is why the people behind uh, Mission Impossible are such assholes. Like, yeah. If if Warner Brothers would have been like, listen, we'll buy you, we'll pay for the most expensive fake mustache you've ever seen in your life. We'll pay for the most expensive makeup artist we can find to apply that mustache for for the rest of that film. It would still cost less than the insane amount that they put into erasing this mustache very poorly. And I don't blame the special effects artists on this one. They were given no time to, to add this stuff and change it. But there's also part of me that wonders why you just don't give Superman a beard once he's resurrected. Why wouldn't, you know, what's wrong with him just having facial hair once he's resurrected? Granted, you'll have to add facial hair to him in a couple scenes that were already recorded, but it seems simple enough. 
Well, yeah, because it would be easier to grow uh, facial hair. I, I, I don't know. It, it feels to me like it would be easier for him to just grow it back than it is to CGI it out. Oh, they this this production was cursed, and it took yeah. the long way around on everything. I want to know what the timeline was. Like, how far from when he shot that scene to filming his first shot on Mission Impossible? Oh, how he much was time filming. Was there? He was actively filming Mission Impossible. Oh, okay. When the, the reshoot started, that makes sense. I mean, still kind of a dick move. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. Because they could have just bought a really nice fake mustache, which would have been looked significantly better. Then sieging off a mustache. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I will say, though, and it's very Whedon-like, the, the, the cell phone camera footage at the beginning, yeah. that is a good moment to kind of humanize Superman. Uh, the kids are idiots, and they say the dumbest stuff ever, but whatever. Um, they said they're recording him for a podcast, which doesn't make sense why they're taking video, but whatever. But, like... It seems like there was a lot of ways around not having to show that face. That face was the worst in that moment. Right. Like That's just have the kids just have the kids not have his face on it. Exactly. Kids are bad at recording. They could just be recording his chest the entire time. You could have done anything. Yeah. Um, or make it just something simple like a, a waveform on the screen or something. Make it audio only and put something on the screen that would be interesting. Yeah. Because like you said, it's a podcast. I mean, it's not like you're recording it for your ticky tock. Exactly, yeah. It just, I don't know, there's a lot of bits in this movie that you're like, what were you thinking here? What were, what was your thought process to where this was going to go? And that's one of those things. I do like him explaining that it's not an S, it's it's hope, and it's what it stands for, blah, blah, blah. Uh, because they're trying to basically backpedal and fix all the issues that had been started by Batman v Superman. Uh, the Snyder Cut does a better job at it. Um, Superman doesn't have as much humor uh, in the Snyder cut, but there is definitely, it's just, it's there. Um, so that's the very first thing we see in this film. So it's a jarring <laughs> experience. Like, Whoa, Whoa, what's up with this face? So the next thing we see is like this Ingrid Svelson song being played over slow motion, white supremacists and like, newspapers that say super virus could end world and all this stuff. And like all these like headlines of how bad the world is. And I'm like, Oh, that's topical, but all right. Uh, that is a long intro. Uh, it, too long. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just say it. It's too long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you spent, you spent time and money on an intro. You could have cut it and given us a little bit more character development. That yeah, cool. and, and I get that the world is going to shit without Superman is kind of what they're trying to get across, but I feel like that happens. You can do that in one, two scenes, and you're good. Not oh yeah, not a eight-minute long music video. Uh, then we go to the rooftops, and I'm like, holy shit, it's the guy from Monster Trucks. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And uh, it's funny. I saw him. I go, hey, that's that's the... That's the, the, the goon from Monster Trucks. That's the guy. I go, cool, he's here. And then um, I bet everybody's out there with bated breath wondering, how is Brandon going to connect this to Astronaut's wife? Like, there's no way, right? Mm-hmm. Well, here's a way. Ah. Joe Morton. Joe freaking Morton, buddy. Joe Morton plays Cyborg's <laughs> father. He was in Astronaut's <laughs> wife. 
And Jesse loves his breathing from Terminator. Boom. <laughs> he dies in a lot of stuff. He doesn't die in the Whedon version of this, which is interesting yeah. to me. Yeah. Spoilers. They, <laughs> well, but I knew that one. It's fine. I mean, that's in the literally in the trailer yeah, exactly. for Snyder Cut is <laughs> him being blown up. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay, that happened. I dig it. Uh, but yeah, Joe Morton shows up and I'm like, hey, it's Joe Morton. All right. So I got an astronaut wife talking <laughs> point here. Uh, so Batman is like, luring this thief into stealing and then he wants to scare him to attract the the parademons what and by the way this is like the only time that fear comes into place on those guys the only other time we see fear being a thing is with steppenwolf at the end yeah but like we don't see them going after the flash when he admits that he's scared yeah exactly that's Whoa. that was we weird never, we never see yeah. them ever getting attracted to fear ever again that family seems terrified, but they're mostly being left alone by these things. And do you think, honestly, like if you look at them as insectoid, which is what they're trying to go for with their design, yeah. uh, do you think it's fear or do you think it's weakness? I don't know. I See, think it's weakness they're attracted to, to attack, you know, because it's like a territorial thing that anytime, because when you show fear, you're basically showing weakness in some people's mind. So yeah. they could just be attacking because they think the thing is weak sure and in this version the parademons can like infect you to become a parademon i saw that somehow. like once yeah it's mentioned one time and we never see it ever again again yeah. uh, something that they mentioned we never see yeah, yeah that, um that happens a lot when batman's on the rooftop he's talking to alfred and his little mic and he's like alfred blah 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 i mean he says it within like four or five feet of that crook the bad guy from monster trucks. And I'm like, dude, what are you oh, doing? Yeah. Batman? Like you just said, Alfred, that's going to narrow it down. I'm sure there's not a lot of people named Alfred out there. Uh, yeah, that's a good, that's a really good point. <laughs> well, that's not the, that's not the only time bullshit like that happens. Uh, whenever Superman comes back to life and he is fucking up the justice league, Batman gets Lois Lane to show up. She walks around a police car and goes, Clark. And then the <laughs> cops are like, she does. The, that's right. Who the fuck's Clark. And it's not going to take them long to go, oh, wait, that's Lois Lane from the Daily Planet. Uh, wait a minute. There's a Clark Kent at the Daily Planet, too. They hold up, they hold up their fingers like glasses. Yeah. Wait a minute. Like, oh, shit, I figured it out. <laughs> but uh, Superman yells Bruce at Batman a couple times. I mean, they're just saying their secret identity is all over the fucking place. A little bit. Yeah. And Batman never calls Barry Allen the Flash. He goes, Barry. And it's like, again... Like, guys, like, maybe Diana Prince is okay with this, but clearly she's got a secret whatever as well. She doesn't, but like, cover her face at all. Yeah, and well, neither does Arthur. And it, it's and yeah. it's just like, guys, maybe we can try to hide our, you know, secret identities a little bit here, you know? I don't know. <laughs> the fact that she's all over TV. It, it, okay, so there's a moment in this movie that kind of bothers me. She's cleaning a statue, and he's like, what'd you do this weekend? And she's like, oh, nothing. But we knew that she uh, stopped a... Uh, terrorist attack sure I mean, it was it looked like it was supposed to be a bank robbery but they were just gonna blow everybody up yeah it just and like they're not tied to anything in the comics i feel like you could have tied them to anything mm. anything to give a easter egg there yeah but whatever these weird criminals that are like we're gonna blow stuff up because we can it's like uh, yeah. okay reasons 
So she's all over the news. She's got to be on the news. I know she tries to hide, but she's like fighting alongside the Justice League and stuff. And she doesn't wear a mask. And they and the people clearly watch the news because they saw the whole flaming arrow and uh, grease thing. So it's like I, I don't get her her process here either. No, and it's not like she's not bringing attention to herself as Diana. She dresses like she's gorgeous. Like people notice her, you know. And like I mean, that's how Batman noticed her. He was like, "Whoa, look at her." And so it's just kind of funny to me. Uh, did you see in the newspaper at the beginning that talked about Superman's death? Uh, it said that Bowie and Prince were also aliens, possibly. <laughs> I like that. It said, are they dead or did they go back to their home world? And it was Superman, Prince, and Bowie. Yeah. That's uh, like, oh. one of my favorite movie lines of all time. Men in Black, Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Elvis isn't dead. He just went home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, boy. Oh God, where'd we go? So the CGI in this movie in general. Very back and forth in my opinion. Yeah, there's some spots where it's cool. Number one, I do not like Steppenwolf. Like oh, his CGI is always bad. I didn't like him in a single scene. No joke. There are scenes, if you watch it slowly, there are scenes where they forgot to put his teeth in. Are you serious? Yeah, he just has a black void in his mouth when he's talking. Oh, shit. To, and it's like you would see those. teeth in this case. Yeah. You would see teeth right here. Yeah, because he no, smiles he several terrible. times and has teeth. Yeah, he looks like a PlayStation 3 graphic. I know that's been said in, like back and forth into the ground, but he looks like a video game graphic. He is yeah, terrible not looking. Good. Not good. And then Cyborg um, stuff, I don't know if it, it was It just, goes back and forth. Some yeah. of that is really good. I hate that. I hate that um, aesthetic, the Transformers aesthetic, yeah. where it's like a bunch of tiny little pieces. I do hate that, but at the same time, at least he looked good. He never looked off. But there are scenes that you can tell where the reshots were done. His head looks like it's floating. It's almost, it just looks so awkward and not right. Yeah, uh, which then, is a look, problem with a major with the character is. You know, the majority of that character is CGI. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't know why they didn't. Like, I know that Cyborg's a robot and, you you know, CG's a thing. But, like, I feel like you could have made a more practical costume for him. Yeah, just like CG his hands when they morph or something. Yeah. Like, he didn't have to be full-on fucking Transformer. You know what I mean? Yeah. He could have looked a little differently. I'm going to up my mic here. Sounds like I'm a little far away. Ah, you're fine. I do like my favorite uh, version of Cyborg, and this could be an unpopular opinion, and I don't care, uh, is Teen Titans Go Cyborg. Yeah. Uh, honestly. Well, <laughs> the Snyder version of Cyborg was definitely uh, changed in this version to try to be more like that character. He even says Booyah, but you can tell that Ray Fisher was not having it. He didn't want to say Booyah. It doesn't fit in this reality created and I am a huge Teen Titans fan. Like, uh, first off, personally, I I hate that Cyborg is shoehorned into the Justice League the way he is so so often now. He doesn't quite work in that reality um, because he is just like, oh, well, here's another Batman. You know, it's like he also has all these superpowers of being very smart. Sure. Yeah, and he's it's smart and gadgets. Yeah. Those are those are his powers, you know. And then like you already have Steel, John Henry Irons, you have Mr. Terrific, you have so many other characters with the same exact trope that it's weird that Cyborg was just pushed up through the ranks to be a Justice League member. And 
most comic fans I know don't like Cyborg in the Justice League either, just because he's such a good member of the Titans. And that's kind of where he is in the comics. Mostly is he's a senior member of the Titans. So he helps like the younger teen Titans and things like that out. Sure. I like Uh, that better. Now, a lot of people, and you're going to hear this a lot, and I don't like this thought process, but they think it's more like a diversity hire situation where they needed a character of color in there, so they were forced them in there. Now, here's my issue with that, right? There are a ton of black DC superheroes, so many. I just mentioned Steel and Mr. Terrific, both of which are black people. So you could have easily had one of them. Um, And... Granted, I will give them credit for for casting Diana the way they did and giving us an actress who isn't just like a white woman. I also like the change they did for Aquaman. Although traditionally Aquaman's a blonde hair, blue eyed, whatever. I do like the idea of him being this Islander type. You know, I I think it works for the character. Yeah, I honestly, I mean, I I didn't hate Aquaman, but I like Jason Momoa as Aquaman. And I like the version of Aquaman that he came up with. I don't know if people, I was honestly, I was very disconnected from this movie when it came out. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was weird. I don't know why I was disconnected because I'm a huge Batman fan. Um, but because of that, I didn't hear a whole lot of the buzz around it in general, other than general negativity. And honestly, I don't know if people cared for it or not, but the version of Aquaman that Jason Momoa put on that, you know, I dig it. I dig it. You know, dressed like a bat. Uh, I honestly got a hell of a kick out of it. I enjoyed the hell out of it. So the, they definitely made him a little more serious in the Aquaman standalone film. And again, the Snyder cut, uh, but he still does have that, uh, <clears throat> kind of smart ass personality, which works because you got to have different personalities in this group. Not everyone can be the same personality. Yeah. And Aquaman sometimes is, is written as very boastful, but he can back it up. And this version of him does work for that. I, I don't mind Cavell's Superman all that much. I feel like there needs to be some form of, <clears throat> smile included in there because I feel like that's always the issue with his version is Superman is so dour, which I don't like. Um, but I do think he looks great for the part. And I do think that there are things he does that are, that are really cool and that work. Uh, same thing with wonder woman. I, I, I love what they've done with her. I like everything about her. I like the accent. I like the way the costume looks. Um, the end of that of her solo film is trash, but the rest of that film is fantastic. <laughs> Uh, what did you think about Ben Affleck's Batman? I like Batfleck quite a bit, actually. Um, as an older Batman, I think Affleck did an amazing job. And he was <clears throat> not, and I look at Batman characters as could they play Batman, but also can they play Bruce Wayne? Because, for instance, Val Kilmer, I think, played a um, very good um, Batman. I didn't like him as Bruce Wayne. You know, Keaton, obviously, gold standard. Um, he played both parts be- beautifully. Clooney played a really good Bruce Wayne. Didn't like him as Batman. Well, Christian Bale does a I, not great Bruce Wayne. He does a, he, I yeah. like I like his Batman, although I hate the voice. Yeah. Uh, but his Bruce Wayne, 
is give or take. There are some scenes with that Bruce Wayne that are really good, but then there are a lot of scenes that are just like exactly. Just, which is why I kind of like uh, Robert Pattinson's take on the character. I haven't uh, seen it yet. So there, there is no Bruce Wayne at this point. Okay. Because what you have to remember Batman. about Batman is that Batman is the actual personality. Batman is the real person. Sure. Bruce Wayne is fake. And in this version of him, he's still early on. There's not a Bruce Wayne yet. And you can tell he's, he realizes it needs to happen. You can tell that that evolution of, oh, Bruce Wayne is important. This version, you can tell that this Bruce has figured it out. Uh, you know, we get a lot of like, rich guy lines oh what's your superpower i'm rich oh i bought line. the bank you know i bought the bank to get the house back we get all that stuff and i do like his batman because his batman feels like he's actually been through some shit and that's yeah. because at the time ben affleck was dealing with you know really bad alcoholism and he was getting over that and he channeled a lot of that into just being disgruntled as a character and i think it worked out really well um we still haven't mentioned the last member of the Justice League, which we'll talk about right now. What did you think of Ezra Miller's Flash? Oh, I I don't think him in general is a bad idea. I think the way they wrote Barry in that one, they made him too freaking goofy, too strange, too... Uh, well, for when a guy he's who, like, like, oh, I don't understand brunch. You just wait in line a long time for what is essentially lunch. It's like, shut up, just shut up. Well, yeah, he he <laughs> says things, he says things that sound like a sixty-year-old man thinks a teenager says. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and Ezra Miller, as I've seen him be a good actor, I've seen movies where he's good, but he for for an overly emotional character, he can't emote worth a shit. He's terrible. Yeah. So, and like he has lines in this movie that I just want to fucking reach in and beat the shit out of him. <laughs> when, uh, when Superman comes alive, he's like, Oh, uh, should we bow, uh, show our bellies? I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> right. Like, like <laughs> the, the one, the one emotion in this movie that feels right is when Aquaman threatens to kill the flash. And I'm like, yeah, I bet that was Jason Momoa going, okay, I'm fucking tired of this guy. Because Miller, apparently in real life, he's an absolute piece of shit that's hard to deal with as well. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I do not like this version of Flash. I will introduce again, you to it every felt piranha like, I know. It, it feels like, again, it feels like an old man is like, kids like this, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And the idea of making him a character with anxiety, I like. Because that's something yeah. that we don't see displayed, like overcoming your anxiety to do great things. And that would have been fine if you would have done this character in a way that made sense. But this is just fucking Sheldon from Big Bang Theory with a Flash costume on. Sheldon at Halloween. With it's actual so, powers. It's so annoying. And I'm like, he's a fucking asshole. Why he is an asshole. Why didn't they just get Grant, what's his name, Gustin? The guy who plays the fla- the plays Barry Allen yeah. on the Flash, the TV show. Well, you know, he does a good sure. job. They have already kind I'm of set up this one, him, honestly. Well, I mean, hey, hold your don't hold your breath, or well, hold your breath actually, because Ezra Miller's probably getting fired from this role. Huh. This is like the third time he's assaulted somebody in Hawaii, and they're just tired of it. Um, Fantastic Beasts, the newest one, that looks like it's going to be a failure, and they're and again, he's part of it, so. It looks like uh, oh, yeah, he is, isn't he? I 
forget about yeah. that. Oh, yeah, he's one of the main characters. Warner Brother has yeah. him running two of their main things. So getting rid of him and getting someone else in there, thank God. I, I'm just I'm ready. I'm ready for a different Flash. I do not like Ezra Miller's Flash. I don't even like Ezra Miller really. And I've seen again, I've seen movies where he's good, but I'm just tired of this. It, it's almost insulting to anyone with real anxiety. It, it's almost like yeah. a caricature making fun of someone with anxiety with with uh, issues with social awareness, and it's like it's not done well at all. It's a little better in the Snyder cut because he's not making jokes every two fucking minutes. He and his anxiety is something that we know more of because he talks about it more in the Snyder cut. So maybe I'm spoiled because I actually like the Snyder cut. I don't know. But like, I just do not like this flash. I do not like him anywhere. I I just, every time he shows up, I'm like, Oh, here we go again. Uh, Okay. So, couple lines that bothered me in this film let's go let's go into that um wonder woman lassos that terrorist and she's like the lasso makes it compels you to tell the truth and i'm like that's for us right that's just exposition of what the lasso is for us and i felt like it was so ham-fisted i'm like why would you tell this guy he knows he's telling he's going to tell the truth regardless you don't need to hear it that line of dialogue in a movie when someone says a line of dialogue that is literally just so then we understand it stands out as bad writing to me yeah like you could have said that so many other ways if she would have lassoed him and been like you know why don't we try the truth or something like that it would have hinted on enough again show me show me don't tell me yeah you know sure lasso him and when she pulls him up make him go oh jesus you're gorgeous something embarrassing that would be weird to say and, the, and, you know, just kind of play with that. But instead, we get that terrible line. And then whenever uh, Steppenwolf calls, uh, oh, who was it? He calls him a believer. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? A believer of what? Like, or, or no, not Steppenwolf. I'm sorry. The leader of the gang, whatever this gang is. I don't know why I call him Steppenwolf. But he's like, oh, yeah. I'm a believer. And I'm like, what do you believe in? What? They're, they're, yeah, we message. had nothing. Makes no sense. They're just like, we're going to blow up these kids. Why? Because chaos. Reasons. And I'm like, what? Uh, I don't get it. We believe in nothing. We stand for nothing. We will do nothing. Oh, boy. Yeah. I I didn't understand that either. I'm like. Lebowski to show up and (laughs) call out these guys for being. Uh, uh, That rug really tied the room together. (laughs) And now a word from our sponsor. And now back to our regularly scheduled program. Uh, so uh, another bit that annoys me, right? Batman, world's greatest detective, right? Okay. Goes all the way to this like weird coastal town that you can only get to by riding a donkey <laughs> over a mountain, right? Goes yeah. in there. There's a six foot five guy there <laughs> with with white eyes, and he goes, <laughs> "I'm looking for a super powered guy." Anybody know who he is? And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe the six foot five guy with the crazy eyes. (laughs) The fact that he, it's like, what are you, you're the worst detective ever, Batman. And then throughout that entire thing, he's just saying, I'm Batman. And he's just going, oh, you're Batman. And I'm Aquaman. Just screaming it out in front of this entire town. Everyone in that town now knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Everyone. (laughs) He doesn't try to hide it. That's true. Uh. <laughs> oh man. So 
there's a there's an interesting little um interesting little thing that happened before this came out. Um I try to I try to always find the uh interesting little studio facts. Sure. I've got one. Um <clears throat> this came out right around the time when Rotten Tomatoes was doing a new little um thing that they had. It was a Facebook watch show at that time mm-hmm. called See It or Skip It. See it slash skip it. It was basically before movies came out, they would release the Rotten Tomatoes score of the movie up until the point when Justice League was coming out and mm-hmm. they refused to release the score until just before premiere. Yeah, well, and what made studios people can wonder, usually put an embargo on that stuff. Well, the thing is, what made people wonder is that Rotten Tomatoes is partially owned by Warner Brothers. So the story yeah, wasn't that terrible Gotti film. Yeah, well, the story wasn't, it doesn't have a bad Rotten Tomatoes score. The story was Warner Brothers is forcing Rotten Tomatoes to not release a score because they think it's going to be bad. That's why people started becoming suspect on that one. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes is not a perfect example of anything. We've we've learned well, in the past yeah. that uh, people can hack it, and they have, and people will uh, they will review bomb things for dumb reasons. Um after the Amber Heard stuff, the audience score in this plummeted because people went back to uh, attack this film after they had seen it years later to give it a lower score. Um, We've seen it happen recently with uh, things with Ezra Miller in it, actually. Um, Moon Knight mentioned the Armenian genocide, which is something that country says never happened, even though we know it happened. So people over there are review bombing Moon Knight because how dare they mention something fake like the Armenian genocide. So, Again, those reviews you have to really take with a grain of salt. Uh, but that being said, yeah, of course they're going to watch out for the ones that throw money at them. I mean, the site is for money. It's not a nonprofit. Oh, yeah. But And I think you're definitely onto something that it was shady and uh, looked kind of weird that they were like, oh, we, uh, we're we going to release the score after it comes out. <sighs> yeah. So <clears throat> it, uh, it lost out. Um, oh, the, boy. The big one. That it lost out to it, it. There wasn't a whole lot coming out around this time, but well, nothing wanted to compete with this. Yeah, and so on opening weekend. Do we have an opening weekend number for this one? By the way, oh, I do. Uh, not. If you it can was, look, it was a decent opening weekend, but I'll look it up while. You... Okay, while you're looking that up, so um, one of the movies that came out that weekend had an opening weekend of twenty-seven million dollars, and that was the movie Wonder. Oh, uh, with the kid with the facial the deformity talking about yeah. bullying. And, and that was kind of a, I hate to put it this way, but kind of a passion of the Christ situation where people were saying, you know, buy, buy tickets for all of your students and take them to this because it shows that bullying is bad. And I'm all for that. That's, so, that's totally cool. Hmm. But that is one of the reasons that movie did so well in its opening weekend is – because schools were buying out theaters. Yeah. Well, Justice um, League made $94 million on its opening weekend. Okay. Which was $2 million short of their prediction. Oh, well, that's good. Uh, then, also, the same weekend that Just week, Justice League opened up, Thor Ragnarok still had pretty good legs and pulled oh, yeah. in $21 million. Nice. So, you've got, you know, $50 million off the table right away. You know? So... Thor Ragnarok, a superior superhero film. Uh, it is. <laughs> uh, uh, this movie has so many dumb things in it that you don't even realize are dumb until someone points them out, though. <laughs> like, 
uh, Star Labs. I, just going through my notes here, we're back to Star Labs, right? At When it turns nighttime at Star Labs, we turn all the lights off and only turn on the red spooky lights. Yeah, it's spooky mode. <laughs> so why? Don't why is the place spooky have- red at... Yeah, and then so the the janitors walk around in the complete dark, oh, yeah. mopping floors, and there's just a little bit of red light coming from corners to make it scary. And he gets attacked by the the parademon. I'm like, well, yeah, like, what are you doing? Turn on some lights. There's a guy here, you know. Uh, <laughs> that janitor I want to talk about a little more because there's a thing in this movie that pisses me off. It's a it's a tabloid or no? I'm sorry, it was a TV bit like a commercial for news right and it said alien stole my husband and they're insulting her like what a crazy fucking lady oh she says, yeah alien stole her husband yeah what the fuck are you talking about the whole metropolis just got attacked by two fucking aliens <laughs> now we're gonna go to ted in the field where he's talking to a lady who says that aliens stole her man I think that yeah, it was like, something like that. It was ridiculous. Yeah, but they're like they're looking at her like a joke. But fucking aliens, sure, an alien could have saw her. Yeah, husband. we've aliens, seen aliens at this point. We've seen aliens. They're all over the fucking place. Yeah, like what are you talking about? Metropolis was destroyed by fucking two aliens fighting a couple years ago in this universe, and then <laughs> just recently, a few months ago, a fucking giant gray alien killed the good guy alien in Gotham Harbor. So fucking aliens exist. We, there's a fucking alien spaceship in the middle of fucking Gotham. <laughs> yeah. Or, or Metropolis. I don't yeah, know Metrop- where it's at. Uh, it's fucking crashed yeah, in the Metropolis. middle. Yeah. It's right there. Why are you making fun of someone that thinks aliens took their husband? It's a legitimate fucking concern. Yeah. Now, this- she would have said Bigfoot took my husband. I've been like, that lady's a nut job. But aliens are a thing. They're not made <laughs> up. This isn't her imagination. Yeah. It fucking bothers me. It bothers me so bad. And it's like. What universe do you think this is, guys? There's aliens everywhere. There's a fucking alien that just posed to Superman's mom and and talk and like if you watch the Snyder cut and talk to her about bullshit because apparently Martian Manhunter was supposed to be in this. That's another fucking alien. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I I agree. That was ridiculous uh, to make fun of that poor lady. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, Batcave has hackable cameras, by the way. Now I go, I know that cyborg is like a beyond yeah uh, a beyond human when it comes to his technology, but if there's any thing on this planet he should have trouble hacking into, it should be the Batcave. Yeah, you would think. But he um, just logs right on, just starts talking to Diana and looking at the cameras, watching them. No problem. Yeah, and I'm like Batman, I... you're lucky. He's a good guy. Yeah, because what if he was a bad guy? What if there's a bad guy with the same power set? You're fucked. You need to you need to fix your firewalls, Batman. I dig it. Oh, <laughs> uh, so I can, like. Uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna express um, an unpopular opinion. Oh boy, Superman's too fucking powerful. Well, yeah, no, everyone says that. Everyone okay, says that. he is too powerful. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Because <laughs> I I feel like give him. Such an easily exploitable weakness because he is too powerful. Yeah, I I feel like we spent the majority of the movie waiting for him to come back, and then once he was back, the movie lost all meaning at that point. Well, to be completely honest, the formation of the Justice League is pointless. All ba- all Bruce Wayne needed to do was discover how to resurrect Superman because Superman did all the actual work. Yeah. 
like granted cyborg was talking to the boxes which kept them separate but superman's the one that pulled them apart so maybe he also needed cyborg but aquaman just is swimming around in gotham bay until someone pokes a hole in the fucking river and then he's like oh i'm here because there's water and it's like oh yeah why <laughs> why are you here diana does almost nothing yeah she she fights steppenwolf that's about it but she can't kill him that was all superman yeah she fight she fights him like get, they get their asses handed to them until superman comes in and starts beating on the guy and then superman leaves and suddenly Aquaman Everyone's, and yeah. Wonder Woman are way more capable of fighting Steppenwolf at that point. Yeah. That doesn't make any uh, goddamn it, sense. It, a lot of this movie doesn't make any fucking sense. Like the convenient timing at Themyscira, where Steppenwolf showed up right when everybody decided to hang out in that tomb. Yeah. If he would have shown up an hour earlier, an hour later, no one would have been there. But no, he's like, oh, this is my time. I want to show up while everybody's there. Make an entrance. Yeah. <sighs> and then, I Coming think back to life is itchy, Jesse. Say what? Coming back to life, it's itchy. It's itchy. That's I, a line of dialogue in this film. That is that is a line of dialogue. <laughs> I didn't hate that line of dialogue. I didn't like it either. <laughs> it would have been fine from someone else. Superman saying coming back to life was itchy. It was definitely not something I was expecting. Yeah, it was a little weird. Felt strange coming from him. Uh, my favorite arc in this uh, whole movie is Alfred's insane want to get Bruce laid. You ever notice that? <laughs> Alfred's a wingman. He's like, oh, maybe you'll call Diana then, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're going out, huh? Does that mean uh, there's going to be a lucky lady? Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, you're going to be out late, huh? Because of the women? He's constantly like, oh, you getting your dick wet, Bruce? You getting your dick wet? <laughs> and then Bruce is like, no justice and he's like no um well you know while you're serving justice maybe fuck a gal and batman's like no my parents are dead and i have electric reverb mouth for some reason you can really hear it in the uh the clip you put at the beginning that weird electric bit of his oh yeah i mean at least it's i I like it more than faking a voice yeah i would say at least he didn't like actually like fake the voice he, yeah. They made it, it where it's legitimately uh, yeah, electric. Because if anyone you know? records that, they won't be able to. It's too distorted. They won't be able to track it back to him. Yeah. But if you're going, hey, this is me, you can still trace that. As Why are you voice. trying to kill me? <laughs> uh, I don't not like you. <laughs> uh, fucking Batman in this movie. I felt so bad for... Ray Fisher and and Affleck, you can tell that they visi- visibly there are scenes where they are just like, I don't want to fucking do this. <laughs> uh, I guess Aquaman that- litters, by the way. Yeah, he breaks that bottle in the ocean. What the fuck, man? Right? It's like the one thing. Also, he goes, I don't mind if the waters rise. And it's like, your dad will fucking die, idiot. Yes, you do mind. Yeah. Your dad can't breathe underwater, you moron. Yeah. Uh also, all he just said, I don't mind if the water rises to an ocean side or well, a bayside village. Basically, going, I don't care if these motherfuckers all die. Yeah, you mean nothing to me. You mean nothing to me. Yeah. Fucking die. I'm going to go to Atlantis and do nothing. And for some reason, talk in an air bubble, but never need to do that again. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, the rumors for that scene are that it was done in a reshoot. 
and that it was cheaper to just do that so they didn't have to put a, they just put a green screen behind them than it was to digitally recate the hair and everything that uh, makes sense but it would it's don't stupid know. in the movie it, it could have been better just by basically making giving them some kind of telepathy and putting in some of your jump cuts or something in there you know yeah, you could have done anything else uh, because otherwise you're like, okay, why is they never do the air bubble thing ever again? Well, the water does the talking. When he yeah, says that, I don't uh, fucking understand that either. Although it was funny when Bruce says that if you could put some feelers out, uh, do, do you talk to fish? Yeah. <laughs> the water does the talking. I What? <laughs> well, he can telepathically push his... Uh, wants and stuff and some form of control on animals with lower brain functions underwater and the waves, the, the psychic waves travel via water and they don't really work well on land. He can't talk to dolphins. Dolphins are too smart. Oh, his power doesn't work on dolphins. Uh, It it works on sharks real well because sharks brains are, so small they're not very smart yeah uh but yeah in the comics that's how he's basically set up is like he just can basically will other animals to do things gotcha you bring the booze i'll bring the shrimp now where that where that line is drawn like yeah shrimp's a good example uh any type of animal that can breathe air any any amphibious creature can he also control them like what what's the what's the limit here yeah. Can he talk? Okay. Can he speak? Can he do that with a frog? Can he tell a frog what to do? Yeah. Is he like a full-on beast master? We just don't really. Yeah. Yeah. Can he talk to rats because they're lesser minds? Oh, rats are a bad example. They're actually very intelligent. That's but you know true. what I mean? Like, yeah. where does his power end? You know, is it oh, it's just it's just sea life? Just sea life. It's like just sea life. So not freshwater stuff. Like, what what are we talking about here? Is he like a is he like a saltwater fish? Where if he's on freshwater too long, he'll die. Yeah. I, just, like how do how do Atlanteans work? That's a great question. These are all really yeah. good questions. I like this. <laughs> Better than Amber Turd showing up. Hell yeah. She's a bad actress on top of being a terrible person. I'm not saying Johnny Depp's not a piece of shit as well, by the way. They're, they're both pretty shitty, but she definitely takes the shit trophy. Mostly because <laughs> she shit in bed that one time. But, <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah, yeah. Allegedly. Actually, the trial for that, the newest trial, is going on as we're we're recording this. Uh, So, as always during these films, there's always something that makes me laugh a little more than it should. In Geostorm, we talked about the fact that I really found it entertaining. There was a loaded rocket launcher. In this one, I guess because he's not wearing it in any other appearance, J.K. Simmons... Hairpiece is wild. <laughs> it's like this blonde, like real tall part. And it is just out there. He looks like a flock of seagulls member. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why can't Commissioner Gordon just be a bald man? Yeah. He wh- looks good as a bald man. Nothing why wrong give with that. him this why give him this hair? It is jarring to see that hair. I did not like it. It's only in the seat. It's only in there for a little bit because he's wearing a hat. Otherwise, whew, it's rough. Are you looking up? Yeah, yeah. I I wanted to see it again, but I knew exactly what I hated about it. And it's that that swoop. It's a it's a side part. Yeah, but blonde, it's so tall. But it swoops down over his eye. 
Yeah, it's it's very modern emo-ish. A little bit, yeah. It's it not an old man's haircut. It's not a Gordon no. haircut. It, it just doesn't make sense why they gave him this. Because here's the thing. When he's wearing his hat in the other scenes, you can see his hairline goes extremely far back because you can see on the sides. So he's not wearing that wig under the hat, right? Yeah. Which makes it just look terrible. Like, just don't wear it. He looks good without it. Some bald people look fine. His face fits a bald look really well. Yeah. It, it's not weird if there's a balding police officer. Nothing about this is weird. I don't know why they decided to put this terrible 90s sort of Brad Pitt-like hairpiece on him. That's what it is. Isn't it? Isn't it Brad Pitt's That's hair That's Brad the Pitt's yeah. hair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dig it. <laughs> that is for sure right. Brad Pitt's hair. Oh, oh, yeah, 100%. Okay, let's talk about a couple other things. I got I got a lot of notes. We'll, we'll try to get through these as quick as possible. Sure. We, don't, we don't want this one to go too long. The fucking tank, the Nightcrawler. What the fuck was the use of that thing? Other than that one moment that was useful, what did he need this thing for? <laughs> I mean... Does uh, he have since, a lot of events where he is trying to climb with a vehicle that is so big? Like, if you need a climbing vehicle, maybe make it smaller. Like this massive climbing vehicle seems useless. It is too big. Um, I will say though, Batman is famous for his uh, one-off gadgets. You know, his That's shark true. repellent spray and uh, you know things like that. So, oh, how about the uh, uh, Parademon siren yeah. that only shows up for a little bit at the end when he? Oh, let me tell you. Let's talk about the final battle real quick. Just one thing that fucking irks me. Batman's like. We have to form the Justice League. We can't do it without others. We got to get a team together. Can't do it one person. We got to do it. We got to do this. I'm going to go save the day. Diana's like, <laughs> yeah, Bruce, you know, at first I thought I could do it alone, but you're right. We do need to do this together. Aquaman's like, nah, strong man, strongest alone. You know what, Bruce, you're right. We should do this together. Flash is like, I'm used to just doing my thing in the, the shadows. I don't want to do it out in the open, but you're right. We should do it together. Cyborg's like, I don't need help. All right, you're right. We should do it together. Batman gets there. He's all right. Now that we're all together and we're here, you guys stay here. I'm going to go do it. (laughs) What the fuck, Batman? Your whole fucking plan was to drive them to Russia in a plane, drop them off, and then not have them help you? You guys stand here and watch. (laughs) It makes no fucking sense. And then when he, like, he wrecks the plane into the building or the silo and then gets in the Batmobile, the the heroes who he fucking spent the entire film getting together show up and help him. And he's like, I told you not to help. And Alfred's like, this is a team. And I'm like, a team? You didn't mean the thing you've been building the entire fucking time because you knew you couldn't do it on your own? The fuck, Batman, what's your fucking problem? Why did you waste everyone's time if you were going to do this on your own? And by the way, he failed completely to do it on his own. Like, what was the point of yeah. forming the fucking Justice League? What was the, you know, it had to take, it had to take months to, to find Arthur Curry. It had to take months. It, well, yeah, you would think. And, I mean, and a lot, he of, lot of, he could have got ahead of this whole thing if he was doing it on his own. Like, what the fuck, man? It was very nice of uh, Lex Luthor to uh, put a file together of the Justice League and give them names and emblems. That was very nice of him. 
there was he saved a lot of legwork and a lot of yeah, like because if you hiring look, out artists and stuff, and, and this is a Batman v Superman <laughs> thing, but I want everyone yeah. to go back and watch Batman v Superman. Batman opens up the thing and there's a symbol on there and it's a it's a stylized C, right? And he clicks on it and it's Vic Stone being turned into Cyborg. So the name Cyborg, that's copyright Lex Luthor. <laughs> yeah. He came up with it and the logo. Uh-huh. And then there's an A for this underwater guy. Oh, the Aquaman. I'm like, well, that's nice of Lex Luthor to create a logo for you. Wonder Woman. The Flash, he created these titles. The <laughs> Justice League was formed by Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor is collecting royalties on the Justice yeah. League. <laughs> it, and it's the dumbest thing because you don't think about it. You just go, oh, he's got files on these people. But the emblems are there and their names are in there, which make no sense at all. Also, he was like, hey, there's the Aquaman. Uh, this is a character that uh, I think will be a, he's a powerful being. But none of the other Atlanteans, one Atlantean that he discovered, he never discovered any others. That seems weird. Also, Lex Luthor put together this file of these super beings, right? Because he wanted to, he wanted to build an army against Superman if he was evil. But in this reality, the Joker, Harley Quinn, Killer Croc, uh, you know, King Shark, Deadshot. Bloodsport, Peacemaker, Captain Boomerang, all of these characters exist and are in prison. Arms fall off, boy. Arms fall off, boy, yeah. The detachable kid, yeah. yeah. All of them are in prison at some point. So here's the question. Were these, was he just trying to find ones that Amanda Waller didn't know about? But Amanda Waller knew, knows about Batman and stuff. And I'm sure Captain Boomerang has told people that the Flash is the one, the reason he's in prison. So it, none of it makes sense. These movies don't play with each other at all, which I'm getting to my point. That's the biggest problem with the DC universe is there is no unifo- There is no connective tissue. It yeah. is just a bunch of random mm-hmm. shit. Thro- and they say it's connected, but it's not. The new DC universe we're dealing with where most of it's not connected at all, I'm fine with it. It doesn't need to be connected. It works not being connected. And then if something does work, you can you can make it whatever. Joker, Batman, those movies, complete different realities, both very good. They don't need to be together. Sure. You know, I, uh, I know that they're going to, WB is talking about getting their own Figi and doing and trying to fix this whole thing. But at this point, just do a bunch of standalone films. And then if things start working out for you, put together a, a universe, but just like, stop. <laughs> we get this stuff. Yep. Because you're going to, no matter how uh, hard you try, you are going to be uh, compared to Marvel. And Marvel did it perfectly. The problem is, I don't think people viewing are going to compare them. They know it's different. Yeah. They're the ones who are overly comparing themselves. That's true. That's the biggest issue. Hmm. Exactly. Hey. Another thing that bothers me when they're in the uh, Batman is fighting a parademon and he punches it and it falls off the bridge and falls to its death. They What's can, the problem here? They can fly. They can fly. <laughs> <laughs> so why the fuck is Batman able to push one off of a bridge and kill it? He didn't take its wings out first or anything. He just no. pushed it and it's like, ah, it's like, oh, that parademon's an idiot. He forgot he could fly. <laughs> and that one deserved to die. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the weak ones. 
That's what it was. That was a weak one. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, things I like. There's things I like. I won't just shit on it. Okay. Uh, in an argument, Bruce gets heated, and he says about Superman, he's more human than I am. Love it. Great I line. liked that a lot. Great yeah. line from Batman. He knows how inhuman he is. And I think that's what bothers him about Superman is he is so human when he is not, in fact, a human. And it, it's a great little bit in there where I'm like, oh, okay. Also, I love the scene where Superman is fighting the Justice League single-handedly and Flash thinks he's going to get one on, <laughs> up on him and Superman turns his head and sees him. What a great little bit of how fast and powerful Superman is and also just giving you an oh shit moment that was probably the best oh shit moment in the film. Yeah, definitely. Great little scene. I enjoyed that one a lot. Uh, let's see. What else do I like? Right, that might be it. <laughs> I still have I have I still Those have things, things on my complaint list, so I wanted to kind of, you know, I have uh hey, at the end of the film, these cops let a bunch of kids into an active crime scene to go talk to one room, and that's weird. <laughs> yep. All right. That's the thing I wrote. Yeah. Uh, stinger scene. Oof. I really hate this Lex. What the fuck is with Joe Maniello's hair? Yeah. Yeah. That Deathstroke's hair. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a, a huge one. fan of Lex Luthor. Um, no, he's terrible. I... He's absolutely terrible. Here's a good question for you, Jesse. How long was Bruce Wayne waiting in the dark for Barry to show up? How long was he sitting in that chair waiting for him? I'm sure the movie would expect us to say five minutes, but in my mind, I'm hoping that he was like sitting there for at least an hour. <laughs> but here's another question for you. Barry goes through the door, goes in the alleyway, goes through that door to go in. He's there. And he surprises him. They leave. His car's in the alleyway. Car was not there a second ago. Oh, where the fuck that car come from? That's a good point. I wonder if it can drive itself. I mean, the Batman will be okay well, it, itself, it's, but when it pulls off, that is the worst CG I've ever seen for a car. Yeah. If you rewatch this, matter of fact, they don't fix it in the Snyder cut. So when you watch the Snyder cut, watch the scene in which Bruce drives away with Barry and look how bad that car CG is. They do not try at all. They're just like, fuck it. Whatever. It's a car. It might as well had fucking eyes on it. saying <laughs> chow. It looks so bad. Ka-chow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, Oh God. If I just keep going into my complaints, we're going to be here all day. <laughs> That's awesome. You know I, what, Jesse? There's a lot, but yeah. Do you have anything? Uh, no, you pretty much covered all the ones I had. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, should it bomb? One, two, three, four. Yeah, yeah, totally. One so I have two parts to mine. Yeah. My, my first part is, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yes. This version of it should have failed. And that's with having 2020 vision, you know, fucking, what, what do you call it? You know, looking back. Hindsight. I can't think of the name. Hindsight, that's the fucking word. <laughs> with hindsight, yes, this should have failed. At the time, this movie was still bad. 
But I can see that there was something bad happened and Snyder had to leave. So they brought someone else who's very tonally different in to fix it. And they tried their best to mesh these two very different ideals together into one cohesive movie. And we got what we got. And if that was what we had, I would say, no, it doesn't deserve to necessarily bomb. But seeing the four hour Snyder cut with that, as part of what could have been with this clearly being two movies, they clearly have a spot. Cause it's not going to be a four hour movie that they were going to release. They're going to release two, two hour movies with that being part of what is in this world now. Yes. That movie should have failed. There's no, there's no doubt because what we got from Snyder, although not a perfect film, it still has a lot of problems is just so far advanced when it comes to quality, it's crazy compared to that. So that's where I stand with it. Yeah. I, I have not seen the Snyder cut, but one of my complaints on this movie um, in my notes was that it was not long enough to tell the story correctly. Oh, to tell the story of six individuals. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And then it, because of that, it didn't do justice to three. I would argue at least three of DC's, biggest IPs at least two of them but I'd say Wonder Woman is right up there with Batman and Superman well she's part of the big three that's the that's the trinity yeah and I mean Flash and Aquaman these are characters some of these characters are 80 plus years old you know these are big time characters when the new guy is from the 70s and that's Cyborg you realize how old uh you know where we are with these characters. Of course. Yeah. I mean, Marvel's got characters doing well and stuff that have were created five years ago, you know, during the movies they were created and it just comes off better, but you know, it is what it is. You know, I would like to see a good justice league. I would like to see a good DC universe. There's DC characters. I love, I would love to see a good green lantern. We've already done green lantern on here. Shit film. Uh, <laughs> I would love to see a good Lobo film. There's a lot of characters out there. I really like, I want to see these movies do well because I want to see them go a little deeper. Marvel is now they've used all their A tier stuff, except for the two properties they couldn't use yet. Fantastic four and X-Men where now they're going B and C tier. And they're still making those characters more likable than a tier justice league DC members. Yeah, I was surprised at the when this movie came out. I remember being very surprised that they used Jason Momoa as Aquaman and not as a Lobo. Yeah, it does make sense. He, so I don't think he'd want to be a. This kind of a I'm putting words in his mouth, and I don't mean to. I don't think he would want a character that wasn't a main character, and Aquaman isn't definitely in the top five of DC characters. Sure. So. I think there's that. Plus, whenever he, I mean, he, apparently he's part of the reason why uh, Tamara Morrison was hired on to play his father because he wanted Tamara Morrison to play his father. So we also get to thank Jason Momoa for the resurgence of Tamara Morrison being in a million things, including Boba Fett. So thank you, Jason Momoa. Hey, how about that? Yeah, I, um, man, I just, the biggest problem with this film isn't even its lack of quality, although it's, it's blaring. It's the disappointment because these characters are so easy to succeed. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I mean, I wasn't, how do you fail? How do you fail with? Yeah. How, how, okay. This is the equivalent of getting the all-star team 
going to play a pickup basketball game with a bunch of kids and losing. Yes. How do you lose? See, in my opinion, while I was watching this, something that kept reoccurring in my mind is that I like all of these characters, most all these characters. I, I didn't care for this Flash that much. He was definitely my least favorite. Um, oh, yeah. But individually, I like all these characters. But together, I didn't like I the Steppenwolf like at all. No, I didn't like Steppenwolf. The amount he, of times he says mother bothers me. Yeah, and he's mother. so fucking simple. Yeah, I want. I will say a bad guy with some depth. I didn't like the original design of him, which they use in the Snyder Cut because it's all spiky, very Transformer like. Yeah, but because they're using the original models that they took years on for his face, his facial expressions are so much better, and he's got a reason. He is banished, and he's trying to show off to his nephew Darkseid uh... to get put back in the family. That this would version make so of him, much more sense. He's like, I'm going to create the unity. And you're like, oh, okay. Why? Reasons. What's the unity? He's ba- you. Oh, shit. I just made a connection. Uh-huh. He is the superhero version of the terrorist in the beginning of the movie. Just doing it for doing it. Safe. Just doing it because he's a believer. <laughs> yeah. well, we, you know what? We get as much reason from him as we do the terrorist at the beginning. There's a very ironic connection you just made, Jesse, that you don't even know you made because the person who plays Steppenwolf is Syrian Hines from uh, he was the king in the north. I'm sorry, the the king beyond the wall in Game of Thrones. He was also in the second Ghost Rider movie. He played uh, Mephisto. Yeah. Or Satan, I guess. more. I think he just played Satan, not technically Mephisto. Anyway, and the guy who played the leader of the terrorist group that were chaos, that actor played Ramsey Bolton. Father, uh, oh. I think Bruce Bolton in Game of Thrones. I did not so notice that both of them are Game of Thrones actors, interestingly enough. Very nice, but hey, the guy from Monster Trucks was there. Um, the guy who played Steppenwolf, he was also in one of our other bombs, he was in um, John Carter of Mars, right? John Carter, uh, just John shit, Carter. you're right, yeah, he is, he is uh, Deja Thoris's father, yes, you're right, yeah. You are right. Hell yeah. Uh, That's three tie-ins. <laughs> lots of, lots going on. I'm sure there's more. Oh, I'm yeah. sure there's more. Yeah. I mean, Joe Morton, I'm sure he'll show up in something else. Yeah. I love Joe Morton, by the yeah. way. Joe Morton will, will show up. up. He'll always yeah. show up in something. Uh, <laughs> Russian family, I fucking hate that Russian family so much. Yeah. I mean, I know it's to give us something to care about, but uh, we don't need it. the The stake of the world it. is is yeah, enough. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> All right. You know what? I sat through six and a half hours of film. <laughs> Plus, I don't know how many deep dives breakdowns I watched uh, of other people going into this, so then I can, you know, put my notes up to theirs, make sure I wasn't saying something out of my ass. This is probably the most F, most time I've put into any movie we've reviewed, and this is gonna be the, one of the longest podcasts this, we've done. This is your cats. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're you're. This is me with cats music. That's you. Comics me. Yes. Anyway, exactly. what is next? Let's find out. Mystical, magical number generator. Give me my number, and that is one hundred and three. One hundred and three. Scroll mm-hmm. down is. 2018's Solo, a Star Wars story. <sighs> You're so excited. I haven't seen this. I, 
<laughs> I'm a, I, I like Star Wars and I haven't seen this. I saw it in theaters and I watched half of it ish uh, at home one time and I just couldn't get back into it. And then a, a director's cut was released that I was told was much better. And I just never even tried. Um, <laughs> this will be interesting to go back into because I remember there being things where I go, it's weird that no one's talking about this. Cause it's good, you know? Okay. But I remember, I remember this being hard to watch, hard to get through. Uh, I'll have a lot to say on that one too, because another entire movie that was changed mid production. So interesting, but you haven't seen it, huh? I have not. This is the one star Wars movie I have not seen. Okay. I've, I've all seen right. all the other star Wars movies all the way up to now. And I've watched many of the star Wars, um, TV shows and mm-hmm. I've read many of the star Wars books. I know a lot of star Wars lore, but I just, I never brought well, myself to watch the window this. for this one, Jesse, because <laughs> it doesn't follow any of that. Ah, fan. Fantastic. I can't wait. I hate when that happens. <laughs> oh, are, boy. The things that are retrofitted into this film, you are going oh, to fucking God. hate. Two big things specifically. I don't want to say them now, but I know you're going to go, what the fuck? That's not how it was ever again. Why was it this at this point? Uh, oh, man. It's going to be a rough one. Solo. <laughs> Uh, well, at least it'll be easy to pick a sound clip for that one, right? Because we'll just have Chewbacca sounds most likely or something. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Chewbacca well, he and makes, droids. He makes Chewbacca sounds in this. So does he? That might be one. Oh, yeah, he does. You know something? But I, you know what? I will say this. Shining light. Donald Glover is amazing in this. Good. Good. I Because uh, I, I, he's like one of the... I, I really like Donald Glover as an actor. Yeah, he's um, great. So... Uh, one of the uh, one of the things that I just found out, and I have to share this with people because I find it uh, very, very uh, interesting. So, Peter Mayhew, you know the original Chewbacca, uh, which, uh-huh. by the way, we've met. Yeah, which was freaking awesome. Um, you remember what I said to you uh, when he was talking to to us? And remember what I said to you about his voice? I don't know if you remember this. Uh, it's been so long ago. What did you say? I said, "Is he the voice of Treebeard?" Oh yeah, because he does. He's like he sounds he's just rumbly. like Treebeard. Yeah, and he has the, he talks very slow because he's you know at the time we saw him he was sick and he could yeah, barely yeah. stand very long. Uh, and he uh, he I he, swear to God sounds just like Treebeard. Yeah, sounds just like him. So oh, yeah, we saw him and uh, C three PO was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the uh, the thing that um. I found out that was, is incredibly interesting to me is that when they were filming the original Star Wars movies, uh, Peter Mayhew would actually just yell out his line, his like what Chewbacca was saying instead of making the noise so that uh, Harrison Ford could actually could react. react to him. Interesting. Because there was that some clips that sense. I found of like him yelling at Harrison Ford, uh, Chewbacca, you know, what Chewbacca would be saying and then Harrison yeah. Ford reacting. And it was like, that I would I did not know that's what they did, but it makes a lot more sense now that I know it. So yeah. now I, we're I getting, we're getting heavily distracted. We are at the end of this one, but I will say <laughs> that the Chewbacca Han Solo interaction and the Luke R two D two interaction 
uh, I know that they're old movies, sure, but yeah. those interactions of what led me to love a character who speaks in another language that we don't get, we, we don't, don't get know what they're saying. We, know, we don't have get, no subtitles. Yeah, and I love it yeah. because you're everything about it. You can only tell what they're saying by the reactions of those around them, and that's where that is definitely where those original Star Wars films shine, and this one falls apart is little things like that. And you'll see what I'm talking about when you watch it. Uh, But yeah, anyway, uh, this has gone real long. So Jesse, where can the good folks find you? Uh, Best place to find me is on Twitter. I'm at pin of doom. P N O F D O O M. Cool. 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 I'm also on Twitter. I'm Brando Supreme. And you can find us on Facebook, the box office bomb squad. And you can email us at magic at gmail.com. And if you go to anchor.fm, you can leave us a voicemail and tell us what we got wrong, what we got right and how much you love us. It'll probably be the other thing, but that's fine. Uh, also down at the bottom of the screen is a little place where you can put some schmackles if you'd like to. Um, so we can afford brunch. Yeah, so we can stand in line for just a long time just to get what is essentially lunch. And I, just, <laughs> I dig it. <laughs> so uh, anyway, <sighs> thanks everybody for listening to that. I know this was a stretch, and uh, you know you probably have seen a million things regarding the Justice League, considering we've had two fucking versions of the movie come out. So just wanted to say thank you to everybody. Uh, next episode should be quite fun, and uh, keep on listening. See ya.